BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. This episode of the Prime Resources Podcast covers job ads. BDR recommends that you check your state and local laws related to job ads and their content. A best practice is to run all your job ads by a qualified HR attorney before using them. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is how to write better hiring ads. Joining us today is Josh Taylor, BDR Head Coach. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Matt. Uh, Really excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Very glad to have you. Uh, First time guest for us on the podcast. So great way to start would be if you could share a little bit about your background and what you do for BDR. Yeah, absolutely. As for background, I grew up in a small business family. My dad had a flooring company. By the time I was old enough to swing a hammer and not hurt somebody, right? I was uh, working with him. Anyway, from about about years 13 to 18, I was working with him. I decided I found myself uh, in pest control of all things in college and went into sales, mainly because my dad had trained me very heavily on running estimates and customer interactions. So I feel like I had a really good foundation. Anyway, fast forward 12 years later, we ended up having two pest control companies, one in San Diego, California, one in uh, Tucson, Arizona. And uh, at our peak, we had about uh, a little over 9,000 preventive maintenance agreements. And just uh, about five or six years ago, sold our business. And uh, I've been coaching people full-time now, all in the trades, mainly HVAC and plumbing. And uh, that's my focus here in uh, at BDR. I want to make owners' lives better by helping them through operational efficiencies and making money. So that's kind of a little bit about me and where I've been. Okay. Well, that gives us a great start and certainly uh, sets you up as a, an excellent person to have for our discussion here today. You know, you've, you've been an employee, you've been in leadership, and now you're coaching contractors across the country. So no doubt you've experienced the need to hire workers, and that's going to be what we're talking about, how to write better hiring ads. So uh, let me lay the first question on you, Josh, that I have. Can you tell us what role do hiring ads play when we're trying to attract and recruit employees? You know, Matt, that, that's a really good question. And um, can I, I want to start out by laying lay a little groundwork before I answer that. Is that okay, Matt? Yeah, go right ahead, sir. You know, this is what I've noticed. And honestly, the reason that I feel very passionately about hiring, recruiting, ad writing is because I was in the thick of it myself, right? Man, there, there was years where I had very high employee turnover, where I felt like it was hard to find people, where I was literally spending hours and hours of my week. I tried recruiting firms, I tried all these things, and I felt like I just wasn't getting my ideal employee or team member, right? So I literally spent a, a whole year trying to figure this out and trying to nail down recruiting. What I found, Matt, was for, for a long time, recruiting's kind of been put into the HR practice of the business, right? But really when we're trying to write ads, we need to put our marketing hats on because whether we're trying to find our ideal customer to bring into our business or our ideal team member, we need to know exactly where they're looking, what that person looks like, and then craft an ad specifically tailored for our ideal team member. Does that make sense? You know, it makes tons of sense. Uh, You know, one of the things that I help out with here at BDR is marketing. And that's kind of one of the core marketing things you do is know your audience. 
So <laughs> that's beautiful. Makes total sense. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And so through that, I think when we're looking at our, our hiring ads, right, and the, the key word here is are they attracting the right people, okay? And this is where I think in today's day and age, it's actually better to be different than necessarily good. And so I think one of the most important things to, to consider when we are writing a hiring ad is what, what does my ad look like compared to all of my competition? Right? Am I standing out in the way I want to? In our own businesses, we have our vans and our logo and our shirts and our websites and our social media. We have all these things to say, this is what kind of company I am to communicate with the customer, right? To say, yes, you can trust me. Check out my online reviews. Do business with me. We don't have all those things for, for a potential new hire. So we need to communicate those things as best as possible through the hiring ad. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thought process there, Josh, because, yeah, we invest so much in thinking about what our company brand is and the messaging that we use around that in the sales and marketing process. But do we think as deeply about it when we're trying to recruit uh, new team members? So I love that. Now, let me ask you this, and maybe I'm hoping this is a good starting point here is, what are some common mistakes that you see contractors make with their ads? You talked already about maybe we're not standing out enough. What are some other landmines that, that we should try to avoid? Yeah, you know, Matt, I'm actually really glad you asked that question because there are several things I see with my clients that, you know, all around the country that are kind of universal traps, if you will, that owners fall into when they're, when they're making their hiring ads. And the first one, and I just want to dive in a little bit more on that differentiation because that is the most important. If you to go on Indeed right now and you could just say, I'm located in Phoenix. If I typed in Phoenix, H-E-A-C, into Indeed and see what kind of jobs are popping up. Um, I literally just did this a couple of days ago. Pull it up and all of a sudden I see HVAC technician, service technician, installer, HVAC service technician, refrigeration technician. They all look exactly the same. And so if we're kind of, if we're considering our ideal team member here and what they look like, let's just paint that picture a little bit say, okay, if I'm wanting a player, this person is probably already employed at another company. And what really is making them tip where, when are they looking at other job ads? What time of day? When, when do they have the time to actually do this? Are they super motivated to change jobs? I think by taking a look at that and saying, this person probably has a nine to five. They probably are only looking at this ad, you know, maybe during lunchtime, maybe before they go to sleep or on the weekends. So we only have a small bit of their attention span to do so. So rather than just putting HVAC technician wanted, whatever that's going to be, try speaking directly to that person. So Matt, if you kind of just think broadly, right, what do you think are, are some reasons that an HVAC, an A player might want to leave their current company and is looking for other employment? You're just turning this whole thing right around, aren't you, Josh? Now you're asking right? me questions. <laughs> Hold on. No, so yeah, I think it's a fair question. So why would they maybe want to leave where they're at? Maybe they don't like the culture at that company. Yes, right? They don't, that, that's one of the, the biggest ones, by the way, Matt, right? They don't like the culture. Maybe their manager is uh, doesn't treat them right. Maybe they're always on call and it's a smaller company. Maybe their hours get reduced every off season. And so I think by focusing on that, those exact things, Matt, and talking to them in our ad itself, like on the headline, rather than just saying HVAC techs wanted, 
let's go ahead and say something like HVAC techs, are you overworked and underpaid? Or maybe something like, hey, HVAC techs, tired of being laid off every off season, right? So this is the number one mistake I see is we put something too generic in the heading and we miss out on the opportunity to really reach out and try and talk directly to that person that we're looking for. Yeah, this is really connecting with me on the marketing side here, Josh. You know, I'm thinking of like email marketing. It's right. a, so much of it is about what the subject line is and, and is your subject line connecting with your the audience you're going for because sometimes that's all people are going to look at right away. And your headline here is it can't be too generic. That that just resonates with me and speaking to things that are maybe a pain point reasons why somebody is leaving a job or an answer that you have in your company. I, I think that's great advice. Yeah, you got it. Awesome. Well, um, so a couple things would now we got to, we want to, don't want to be too generic. So that's a common mistake. One of them is maybe we're not posting at the right times. And now we have a lot more options today when we're posting job ads or whatever we're doing compared to, you know, years ago. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean about posting at the right times? Yeah, absolutely. And so another thing that uh, I see oftentimes a mistake that, that people make is they will put up the ad and they kind of just forget about it. Maybe they, they let it expire. Maybe they renew it. But ultimately, a lot of times the algorithms, the way they work on Indeed and other job platforms, right, is they're looking at the newest and who has the best content. So you'll notice like in Indeed, people, your applicants can give you star ratings. And uh, people that get five stars from applicants, those ads get preference. The newer ads, they can also get preference. And so the time of day that you post it is actually really important. So if you kind of go back to that person, that ideal team player we're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Really the evenings is what we're looking for and the weekends. So when I, when I suggest posting a job at, I like in the evenings, I like posting it at five o'clock. That way, when my applicants are coming home from work, they get some dinner, have some family time, maybe they, uh, and then they're pulling it up, right? So I want it to be at the top of, uh, of, I'm competing for those clicks, the people that click on my ad. And so I want it to be on the top to try and maximize that time. And so when I, rec when I recommend this to clients, I say, hey, we want to post one uh, starting in the evenings, but then we also want to renew or post a brand new job application on Saturday mornings or Friday evenings. It's the same principle because we want that to be renewed and out there and on top for the weekend so we can be front of mind for our applicants. Yeah, it's interesting how much uh, nuance there is to this process. You know, where maybe, you know, I, I've, in my experience of hiring and, and some of the earlier days of BDR, I was pretty involved with, with writing the postings and getting them sent out and whatnot. I remember it was always like trying to find time to do it on top of all the other stuff that I was doing. And I can see that being a challenge maybe for some of our listeners of finding the time and the, and the energy to really put towards this, because what you're telling me is that we really got to have a strategy and a thought process to this. So can you maybe talk about how to get our minds around that and position ourselves so that we're ready to devote some energy to this? Yeah, well said. And I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head, Matt, that hiring recruiting has kind of been an afterthought. It's a job function of HR and, um, and that's really it. 
primarily a lot of our clients and they're business owners. They are running a million miles an hour every day of the week, and uh, they got their they got install and service and their their call center and customers and finances and all the the million little things that add up to their day every day. And unfortunately, like you said, Matt, sometimes it just gets kind of I got to put an ad out because I know I need to hire somebody, but it doesn't get that 100% effort. So I think the best thing that I, I recommend is set some time aside for actual recruiting. We're gonna have to pencil it in, in our week, in our planner, and, and make a commitment to the time. And I think by doing that and, and making say, okay, on this day, for example, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's Mondays or maybe it's Fridays, whatever, the, whatever day of the week you pick, Say, okay, from, uh, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., I am going to be doing nothing but reviewing my ad for next week. I'm going to be really just focusing on the copy, what worked, what didn't work. If I didn't get very much response this week, could I change that heading and maybe get a different response the next week? Um, so I think to your point, though, Matt, we have to book time and make this a part of our regular job description and task lists. Yeah, there you go. And I think that's not always easy to do. And sometimes when we have no. these things that are more out into the future, you know, it's hard to say, yeah, I need to take time today <laughs> to work yeah. on this thing that's going to pay benefits later. You know, you're, you're totally right, Matt, right? It's hard to have that that foresight. And one, one thing that I found as I embarked on this journey years ago was, man, I looked at it with dread, right? I have yeah. to write this hiring out. I have to post it. It's something I have to do. I was never excited about it until I started getting results, which led me to a couple other things that maybe uh, our listeners might want to consider. And like one thing, this goes right along with differentiation, but one reason I didn't like ads is because they're boring, Matt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're just boring, right? I mean, and if you look and you just picked up any random ad as you're scrolling through that job board, you pick it up, they could have a bunch of different, it might be, it might be, five paragraphs long. It might include the whole history of the company. It might have the whole job description. It might list, list benefits two or three times. And if you're looking at our ideal, our ideal team member, they might get bored too, just like I got bored, right? In fact, we, we want to keep it simple and concise. Think about this. When you have a Google ad pop up in your, uh, on your search bar, right? You go to Google and then you type in HVAC, you're gonna get a bunch of different kinds of ads and uh, you get to control what that customer sees. We get the same exact opportunity with these job boards. And so by keeping them simple, concise, and then having powerful, really having powerful language to motivate somebody to apply. So I'll give you an example of a company that nobody wants to apply to. And it looks something like this, Matt. Urgently hiring four technicians. Mm. Now, if you look at that, like, if somebody's hiring four technicians, I got. If I'm an applicant, I got to ask myself, why are they, why are they hiring that many? Did they lay off people? Did people quit? You know, why do I have to be hired urgently? We don't want to sound too desperate in our ads. So really trying to focus in on words like, we're exploding with gro growth, or we're looking for future leaders. Take home the truck with you, cell phone, tablet included. Whatever the actual real benefits are, we got to say them simply, concisely, and then give those action words to make them feel like, man, I uh, I don't want to miss the boat on this. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> makes me think, you know, we're so conditioned today to scrolling through things, you know, through our Instagram feeds or through YouTube. 
And we don't stop until something catches our eye or intrigues us or is like, oh, I wonder what that's all about. And then then you stop the scrolling process and maybe go a little bit deeper. And to me, that's kind of what you're saying here is let's make these things attractive, make it where people want to stop scrolling through all the jobs that we have uh, that they, they're seeing and then um, stop on ours and give it a little deeper look. So I really like that. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on with that analysis. We, we need to differentiate ourselves. We need to consider that ideal team member and what they look like and what they what they would want to click. Where, how can we stop them from scrolling, right, so to speak? And then ultimately, like, make sure it's not not boring and, and make sure that the people can contact you, right? This is another thing, this is another pet peeve of mine, Matt, is you can click on any random job ad and uh, the only way that I can get more information from them is if I click this apply now button, right? And I go through the Monster or ZipRecruiter or Indeed website and all of their services to actually apply. If we want people to contact us, we wanna give them lots of reasons to be able to do so, right? So in addition to having that apply now button, list your contact number, list the email of the person who is, uh, who's in charge of, of hiring recruiting. List your website, list your social media, list some five-star reviews or something, right? Give some links to this so we can have uh, social proof so they don't have to go and find it themselves. You know, if you're anything like me, Matt, if I'm going to scroll through my phone in the evening, it's not a long-term thing. I'm not planning on hanging out there for an hour or two hours, right? It's just I want, I'm going to click on the things that, that interest me and that are in my time frame. So What's great about having other links inside of it, it's like your website, for example, or a link to your five-star reviews, that, that technician, that, that, that team member in Embryo, shall we say, is, <laughs> clicking, is, is clicking to our website, is clicking to our email. They can, they can, quickly, they can quickly take a uh, quick screenshot of, of the number, right? Sure. They, we're, we're giving them more ways to contact us instead of applying right now and going through all the website to make it a profile and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think trying to keep it as simple as possible can really also make a difference. Yeah, I like that. And let, let's just put our best foot forward here. I can't help thinking like uh, the dating scene. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, are, are we going to, if we're going on a date, we want to prepare and look our best and put our best foot forward and, and do all that sort of stuff. And it, it's really kind of like what we're trying to do here is making matches with employees. And if, if we're that desperate company that says, oh yeah, hiring four technicians right away, that's kind of like the flop sweat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're, actually, you're absolutely right, Matt. And I love that analogy because in the way we're describing our ad, we don't want to give them all the information, right? Like you said, this is a first date. We don't want to pour our life story out in the in the uh, in that ad. We want to kind of keep them wanting more. We want a second date and get that uh, and get that interview and get them into our actual actual place of business. Yeah, there there we go. And I, and I, and what you said about having some other ways to do that in the ad, you know, whether it's an email address or links to the website, that makes total sense to me as well. So, any other things that we should make sure we have in a great hiring ad? You know, um, I, I think that covered it for the ad part, but do you mind if I just make a quick note on uh, on really how to respond to these ads? Yeah, of course. I mean, this you're asking me questions. I mean, you're kind of taking over the whole podcast, so go for it. <laughs> I don't know that. Sorry, sorry about that, Matt. Right? <laughs> um, now, but one thing I think that uh, when you kind of – let's keep using that dating knowledge. I love where you went with that, Matt, right? 
we don't want to show up to a date three hours late. We definitely don't want to ghost them for three or four days and uh, not contact them. Mm. We want to do the same thing with, with responding to the interest we get. All right. Speaking of differentiation, let's talk about a perfect world, a perfect world where there's somebody that's full time doing all the higher recruiting. And as soon as an applicant gets back in their inbox, they're reaching out within an hour. That's the perfect world. Now we don't live in that perfect world, but if at least by the end of the day, if you can respond to your applicants, um, whether that's thank you so much for your interest, we'll be in touch soon, or whether that's let's set up an interview or whatever that looks like, whatever the next step in your, your hiring process looks like, reach out as soon as possible. Um, I can't tell you the amount of applicants I've spoken with that their number one frustration is just not, is just a lack of communication from the, from the company. Sure. Yeah. So if we can take that, that's, that's within our control, right, Matt? Oh, heck yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, there's, there's no reason why we shouldn't want to get back to people as quickly as we can. You know, we all understand that there's going to be limits to that and uh, we got to figure out a process for it. But certainly, I think that's a, a kind of a, one of the basics that we should try to uh, shoot for here. So I think it's great advice. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so, so that's a good thought. You know, even once we have that great hiring ad, that's, that's attractive, that's not generic and it's really talking to who we're going for. Now we're going to make sure when we, when we get the fish on the line, we're, we're going to go right after it and not waste a bunch of time or let a lot of time pass in between. Now, let me ask you this, cause I think we've covered the hiring ad pretty decently. You've given us a lot of ideas and strategies on how to go about that. Are there any other ways that companies can get the word out about their job openings that beyond maybe just a hiring ad? Yeah, this is a really good direction because you just like marketing, you don't know what tools for recruiting are going to work in your market. For example, my pest business in Tucson, it turns out that in sleepy little Tucson, Arizona, that Craigslist is alive and well. I was making hire, like fantastic hires off Craigslist, you know, just four or five years ago. And I had success with that with other clients as well. So I think the thing to take from that is we just don't know where our next finding opportunities begin. And so I think always touching base with your warm market. And then when I say your warm market, that's all of your team members, families and friends and social medias. Try to make it, get the whole team involved. If we got somebody hiring, have one of your friends work here, right? Let's uh, really try to get it out to your entire warm market. And then look for interesting things to, look for interesting ways to find people. Actually, uh, a, a couple different things that I think are just ways to kind of get creative. Uh, another coach with us, Jason Abbott, actually has told me a story recently. I think it's kind of, uh, it's pretty cool. When he was in Florida and he has plumbing company, he was always trying to find new talent too. And so anytime he'd meet somebody, right? And he didn't care if they were a plumber, electrician, an HVAC tech, a carpenter, a mechanic, anybody that had a skilled trade that seemed like a go-getter, he would literally do this. I'm not, I'm not recommending this, but this is just an idea for creativity, right? He would rip a $100 bill in half and says, hey, I'd really like you to come in for an interview. And I want to tell you why I think we have good opportunities. Here's half of the $100 bill. When you come in, you get the other half. Okay. 
I'm not saying that that's like going to be the magic formula here, but I think it illustrates to say when we're recruiting, when we're trying to hire, we don't want to leave any stone unturned. So whether that's the local chamber of commerce, your parts house, the local trade school in your area, um, there are so many different ways to get out there and try to find people that are being very, very underutilized. The people that I see winning the most, in addition to following this, this kind of ad formula, if you will, they are looking at every opportunity to find people. They're not just sticking with Indeed, right? They're not just sticking with one website. They're not just posting it on one day. Recruiting and hiring becomes uh, something that you're always looking for opportunities. Yeah, continuous recruiting, you know, and these days we that's kind of what we've got to be doing. Interesting, you know, that example you had from Jason, it makes an impression, doesn't it? Kind of shocks you out of, you know, like, oh, what, what is this guy saying? He's giving me half a hundred dollar yeah, right. bill. Maybe, maybe yeah, I you're wanna... exactly Go ahead. Sorry, man. go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that it, it takes me back to what you said about being differentiated, not being generic, attracting people. Whether that's the right idea or not, I think it's a good thought process, as you said, a, a creativity exercise to think about all the different ways we can attract people, whether it's through a hiring ad or in some of these other ways of, of getting the word out. Absolutely. Well said. And on the point of continuous recruitment, you, you said earlier, don't make it an afterthought. And I think you were talking in the context of hiring ads, but I think it carries through this whole recruiting process. We kind of have to reformat our brains a little bit and, and just say, hey, this is part of my job description now. You know, This is what we're going to do. And when we reframe it like that, it becomes easier to do. And it's not such an onerous thing anymore. Absolutely. I, I basically said, hey, hiring recruiting is its own department within my company. Okay. This is its own thing. And it deserves as much attention as I give to my service department or to my install department. Now, is that always going to be the case? Are we actually going to have the actual time to do that? Probably not. But like you said, Matt, making it a part of your job duties, making it something that you're giving a priority to. And when you look at our current state of the market, and this has been going on for years too, hiring is always one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult thing that business owners will list as, as things they're struggling with. And if we go back and say, how much effort are we actually putting in? How many hours, how many days, who's owning the responsibility? What changes have we made recently? Is this, a, is this an evolving and growing department? If we look back at ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what, the only time I spend on this is when I click post the ad and that takes me 15 minutes once every couple of weeks and then I forget about it. We think about that. Is it really a shock that we don't get better results? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a, a great uh, period to put on this uh, conversation we've had here, Josh. I feel like we've, we've covered a lot of ground on hiring ads. You've given us a lot of unique thoughts on how to do better at that. Any final words of wisdom that you want to share with the, the listeners today? Yeah, if I could end on, on anything, Matt, it's going to be that this is worth it. This is worth it. We are competing in a pool of limited talent. There are only a finite number of service techs, installers, professionals out there that we want on our team. And we are competing against every single firm out there in our area. 
And so if you're going to want to, if you put in the time, you put in the process and, and make this a part of your regular routine and job duties, guess what? You're going to start getting more applicants. You're going to start getting better quality applicants. And before you know it, you're like, man, this place, my, this whole place has turned around. We hired three new people over this last year and it's been incredible. They're still here and they're happy and everything's going well. That's the power of getting the right people from the very beginning. All right. I love that. That's an awesome way to end this. You get out of it what you put into it. And really, we can set ourselves up and our companies up for future success. And and maybe that's a future episode for you and I to take this to the next step of once we get these team members inside our company, how do we retain them? And what are some things we can do so they want to stay with us? Yeah, I'd love that, Matt. That, that sounds like a great idea. Okay. Well, uh, Josh, and, and maybe you can do some more interviewing of me and just kind of <laughs> be my co-host when we do that. Anyway, thank you so much for doing this, Josh. This is really fun. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having me and uh, uh, good luck out there. Yes, it is worth it, as Josh says. And so we thank everyone that is listening today and we will catch you next time.